Welcome to Find My Voice. Everybody started somewhere, and we want to inspire you to find your voice and start creating. That could be doing a video of yourself, writing your story, hosting a podcast, or speaking on a stage. In this live show and podcast, we talk to video creators, writers, podcast hosts, film, television, and radio personalities. It's a look back at the times when they wanted to share their voice and what inspired them to get out of their comfort zone and step up as a creator. Hello, I'm John Mabry Jr. And as a presentation coach, I help advisors and professionals connect authentically with their audience to drive leads for their business through video and podcasts. Connect with me on LinkedIn and Facebook if you wanna take that next step because your voice will make a difference. Welcome to Find My Voice on the live show, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and of course, uh, on the podcast, if you're listening, hit that subscribe button, uh, as we talk to people who have found their voice to inspire you to find your voice. And uh, today's topic is helping you shine on the stage. And a young lady who has a birthday tomorrow, I might say. Ah. <laughs> A young, a young lady that I met in the nineties, in the nineties, yeah, eons ago, uh, in an acting class with Raymond Hawthorne, uh, and uh, that is Maggie Eyre, and uh, she is the author of, of 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 two books. She is a presentation coach, and she joins us on the show. Welcome, Maggie. Hello, kia ora. Maggie, we'd like to start three things about you that perhaps the audience doesn't know. Thanks, John. It's great to be here. Number one, a lot of people won't know that I was a professional actress of stage, film and television. And also a lot of people won't know, and I never used to tell anybody, that I had a phobia of public speaking. And it was a big secret. And the third thing I want you to know is that I'm passionate about children who don't have a voice or kids who are disadvantaged. I'm on a board called Tyler, Turn Your Life Around. And I'm also on a board called Star Jam. Our children at Star Jam have disabilities and they sing and they dance and they're amazing. So there are three things. I can expand on any of them if you like. And maybe we will. Let's start though, um, because this show is about inspiring people to find their voice. I want to take the audience back to a time when uh, you had a moment or a thought, I wanted to be an actress or I wanted to be on the stage. Can you talk us through uh, what you were doing at the time? Tell us that story. Well, I've never talked about this, John, but my mother uh, made me a daffodil costume and it was yellow and green. It had a stalk. It had you know, all the bright colours. And I was eight years old and I just thought, I'm ready to go at showtime. And that was the beginning. It was a simple crepe outfit. But really right throughout school, I knew I wanted to act. I did smash a glass during a scene from um, Wuthering Heights and my little nun, Sister Roger, scuttled behind me and swept up the, the glass. And I knew then there's something in being fully expressive. So lots of little moments, but they were two that I remember. And moving forward, you 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 professionally trained, etc. Was that, or was it uh, stagecraft? And you, you you did all the classes and what have you. Um, what was that experience like for you? Well, I studied in in New York on an Arts Council grant, but the real training 
came for me in my mid-twenties at a theatre called Theatre Corporate. And it was gruelling. I used to go to all the night classes and you were learning, you know, as you went, performing in schools. And that was the, the best training I had with um, a very disciplined structure, just full on uh, working six days a week. And what do you think was your biggest hurdle? You said at the oh. at the top of the show that you had a, a phobia for, for 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 public speaking, which is kind of what we're doing now. But um, but even more so on a stage. Um, how did you get over that? Well, look, I had no confidence in myself, and to be really honest with you, before the stage, the last gig was I I died by the way on Shortland Street, and I'm yearning yearning to come back and have a character, but I when I was doing the dying scene, I froze. I lost my lines. I had stage fright. I will never forget the humiliation and the director saying, don't worry, don't let this hold you back. It was a nightmare. But also on the stage every night, John, I was scared. I was afraid. I was so obsessed with worrying about myself and not thinking about the audience. And you can't do that. You have to let go of the ego. You have to be present and in the moment. And then fast track, if you're coming from being a, an actress into being you or being authentically you, there's going to be uh, another set of challenges because it's even you have to be even more vulnerable. Can you remember a time when, when, you, when you had to get past a hurdle like that? Well, on the stage, I felt vulnerable every night, to be honest. I can't remember a time. I didn't feel vulnerable on a film set. I didn't feel vulnerable when I did television. I remember playing a lead once in a short film and I I was very, very present, but I'd done a lot of a lot of preparing. But when it comes to giving a speech and you've got to talk about yourself, you have to be so authentic. You are not playing a character. You are being you. And of course, that's why the publisher called the book, the last book, Being You. You really have to be real. You have to be genuine. You've got to you've got to connect with the audience. And it's not about impressing the audience. It's about actually connecting. Let's talk about some of those 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 two books. You wrote uh, Speak Easy initially, and then you released last year Being You, Building Your Personal Brand and Confidence. Um, obviously, we're, we're talking another whole medium. You're going from you've done stage actress, you've, you've done film, television, etc. You've done speaking on the stage, and now you're an author. Um, you know, finding your voice um, in, in, in written form. Talk me through some of the challenges you, you, you were facing in writing a book like Being You. Oh, we've got a frozen my, situation. I've seen that my visual's been going now and again. Is everything okay there? Just let me know if it happens again, and I will put on some other headphones. But this has um, been charged, so I'm not marvelous. sure what's happening there. Sorry. Sorry I, about look, that it, little blip. It could have been in, your your internet is unstable. Uh, uh, tell me, it's not just my internet that is unstable; it's me. No, I didn't it's, say that. Our um, <laughs> new world, being you, is really it's about working out what your values are. It's you're working out how do I want to come across? How do I want to be seen in the world? What is my reputation? What is my style? You know, I spent a lot of time thinking about colours that suit me. And also it's about 
learning to be online like we are now. I do a lot of my work all around the world speaking online, but it's about absolutely allowing yourself to be real in every way, telling real stories about yourself, knowing what it is you're going to say before you say it. And it sounds really easy, but I can tell you that when I wrote that book, it was really confronting. It was like looking at myself every day in the mirror and going, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't want to be this. I don't want to let everybody know how vulnerable I feel. And I've just been teaching this morning. The client was vulnerable. It's okay. The client was nervous. It's okay. And the more transparent you can be, the more people will identify with you. You want to be human. We want people to connect with you. And if you're going to be somebody else and pretend, like I used to pretend, I'm confident. I'll fake it till I make it. You know, I'll fake it till whatever. You can't do that. You have to go right deep down inside. Who is the real Maggie? Who am I being right now when I speak to John? Who am I being right now when I'm talking to my clients? And it sounds easy, but when I worked in corporate, I thought you had to wear the black suit, the blue suit, not the pink suit, you know. And my boss said, Maggie, start being yourself. Start wearing the flamboyant clothes that you like. It takes courage, you know, to be confident. It takes courage to actually be the real person. So you were to define that right now. Who are you being right now? And I know it's like you're being Maggie, but how do you how do you unpack that to inspire others to kind of, you know, if they were going to write a post or they were going to do something uh, out yes. of their comfort zone, um, uh, how do you define who you are right now? Well, it was interesting. When there was a little blip and I disappeared, my heart was going boom, 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 boom. <laughs> it was going, oh, my God, they can't see me. You know, all the thoughts, the 60,000 thoughts were like negative. Tell me how many thoughts we have a day. But you have this soothing voice. And I'm looking at the camera. I'm not looking at you. And I thought, I'm really, really calm. So who am I being right now? I want to help people shine on the stage. I want to help people who are looking at this today to be confident, to feel good about their presentations, to feel comfortable in their own bodies when they give a speech or they speak on Zoom. I am driven, if you like, and motivated to Give people confidence. I'm Dr. Confidence person. I want to make sure that you manage your nerves. I want to make sure that you are comfortable just simply sharing who you are. And you and you need stories to do that. You need lots and lots of stories. Like I told the story about the dying scene in Shortland Street. I think the more real you can be about things that have gone wrong, the better. I mean, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, Vulnerability is a, a it's a it's a big word, and you know we're not talking about you know I shared a video about some mental health challenges uh, that I've been having, and it's, you, you don't you don't need to go to that extent. It's it's um, can you give us an example of what being vulnerable looks like from a you know a very basic level? Well, I never used to tell people in a speech that I had a medical condition and a one in five or one in 10 women have it in New Zealand, endometriosis. And I was very ill for 30 years. And then I thought, damn it, I'm going to start telling people I spend most of my month in bed or in pain. And I'm an ambassador for, for women, particularly young women who have this, this disease. And I started sharing more just about me 
about what life was really like to manage a business, to work in a corporation when I had that condition. And women used to come up to me afterwards and say, oh my gosh, thank you so much for talking about the condition I have. And I started, you know, really thinking about how I needed to share more. And a close friend said, Maggie, when are you going to when are you going to start being more open about your life? And I had never told people I had a phobia about public speaking because I was paid lots of money to go and make a speech. And I thought, hang on, Maggie, you're helping people. You are the perfect person to be an expert in this space or in this field, in this industry, to help people gain the skills to go out there and do it. And just by sharing that, people went, are you kidding me? You were scared of public speaking. Oh, well, then there's, oh, well, Maggie, there's hope for me because people made an assumption that because I was an actress, I was super confident. That was not the truth. Yes, it's uh, uh, even uh, just before we went live, there's Maggie doing some warm ups. I'm doing some little warm ups. Yes, it's, uh, it went, you know, wow, that's exactly. Um, you've, you've got to go through, you know, we get trained to obviously go through that process. Looking back, looking back at your career, would you do anything differently? What would I do? In the 80s, I wouldn't perm my hair, I wouldn't go back and wreck my hair. Um, this sounds so superficial. I wouldn't wear heels like that to work. I ruined my feet. Now I've got flat shoes on. Look, I've made so many mistakes and I celebrate that, John. I'm glad I made those mistakes. Going back, I would have more faith in myself. Going back, I would trust that I am the expert and I wouldn't worry about what people were thinking of me. If there was an article about me in a magazine and there were many, I would cry, you know, and somebody said, don't be ridiculous. This is fish and chip paper. Nobody's, nobody's even seen it. So I would have, I would be kinder to Maggie. I'd give Maggie a hug and say, good enough, dear. Good enough, dear. Got it. Got it. Let's talk about some of the value that, because uh, you work as a presentation coach, helping people shine on the stage. Uh, how about three tips for people if they are about to do a speech? It could be, you know, a, a, you know, any kind of speech, be it from from a work perspective. What three things should they do first? Number one, make sure you always prepare and rehearse, and don't just talk to the dog or talk to the mirror, have somebody look at you, have somebody get your smartphone or iPhone and film you. Always do the preparation first, asking yourself, what is my key message here? Then think about your 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 clothing, your image, but also think about what people see. They see the body language. So we don't want you twiddling your rings when you're giving that speech. We don't want you playing with your earring. Think about actually everything that's visual and then think about your voice. Have kindness in your tone. Have energy in your you know, projection. It's those three areas, the body language, the voice, but also the content requires you to learn your lines. And I don't mean learn the speech off by heart. Know what it's about and use everyday language. Kill the jargon, kill the jargon, kill the jargon. <laughs> is that something that uh, you see quite a lot? Yes, yes. I, I talk about $5 words and $15 words. So $15 words, um, you, you know, um, digital platform, manis uh, manifesting, um, whatever. Um, 
just any <laughs> the infrastructure, infrastructure. Everybody yeah. talks about infrastructure. Uh, but, you know, $5 words, dance, smile, leap, jump. And this morning I've been coaching. And as soon as my clients got into telling the stories, using the anecdotes, painting pictures, everything transformed. We don't want technical jargon. We're on overload. If you want to be memorable and you do want to be memorable and you want memorable content, you must tell a story. Just paint pictures. Take me somewhere I haven't been before. Sure. In introduce me to somebody I haven't met before. How important is it to understand your audience? It's very important to, to research your audience. Ages, gender, um, are they going to be traveling from Dunedin this morning and they're coming up to Auckland? Will they be tired? It's all those things. You know, I, I worked with somebody this week and she was incredibly nervous. And that's why we at Fresh Air, the name of my company, we send out pre-course questionnaires. It's a wonderful confidential way of the person saying to me, like the woman did this week, I am terrified. I'm really nervous about this. So I'm designing the course and going and having some information about them. Make sure you get on LinkedIn, do the research and know something about the audience. Um, I was talking to a group of celebrants. So I did a whole bunch of research about celebrants, you know, and working with them. So it's absolutely changing your speech, you know, for that particular target audience. They are tuned into their favorite radio station, and you'll you will know that John is a former oh, oh wait, a little 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 dropout, little dropout. That's okay. She's a she's frozen. I'm glad I, I You came back. You came back. No, she's frozen again. That's okay. Ponsonby versus Freeman's Bay. Don't you just love live? It's fantastic. I hope it doesn't do this when I'm talking to Cape Town in a couple of months. <laughs> okay, you came back. It's so good. Um, right. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. Um, if something when you you were talking about if if say some technical people are if they, if they're all technical people, it's okay to talk jargon, right? Well, I think not. If you're okay. a scientist talking. If you're a son, we lost you again. We lost you again. Uh, so um, we're going to finish it. Oh, oh no, she she came back. Last She's question. Back. Last question. Well, last last question. If someone is sitting on the fence right now about speaking on a stage, what's the one thing that you would suggest for them to do? Breathe three deep breaths in and out to relax your mind still the mind and still the body take lots of deep breaths and just smile and be relaxed even if you do disappear from the screen every now and then be yourself <laughs> indeed uh maggie air of fresh air how do people get in touch with you if uh, they'd like some more information maggieair.com is my website and i look forward to talking with you and send me an email to freshair at gmail.com Thanks for listening to Find My Voice. Join us next week for another guest to inspire you to find your voice and start creating. If you want to take that next step, connect with me on LinkedIn and Facebook or drop by johnmaybury.com.